0: Welcome to Live at the Roxy on this Tuesday, March 23rd in our new non-quarantine, still quarantine edition of Live at the Roxy. We got a lot of stuff to go over today. I know we're up at a little earlier of a time. As I told you guys yesterday, I am taking Grammy to get her hair did. Yes, that's right. Grammy is going to get her hair done today because she is fully vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated and she has not been feeling like herself and so... We're really excited about that. So I had to make, we're not excited that she's not been feeling like herself. We're really excited that she's getting her hair done. So maybe she can start to feel a little more like herself. You know, when you look in the mirror and you feel like you look good, you feel good, all of that stuff. You also have to do the inside work. It's a whole thing, but we are doing that. So I went up a little earlier today, but I wanted to make sure I went up today for multiple different reasons. Number one, I did SEN this morning and that's not the type of show that we talk about these things on, but. There was obviously a massive shooting yesterday, and there have been a lot of massive shootings. One of them taking place when I was not live at the Roxy every day, so I wanted to just touch base and see how people are doing and talk about what happened in Colorado yesterday. Also, because a lot of entertainment news dropped, we are a roller coaster show, as always. We talk about all things in politics, in life, uh, in what's going on in the world, entertainment, TV, movies. Music, you name it. So, we are a, a full blown all roller coaster show. That's, I have I coined that term? Yeah, I guess I have. So, Black Widow got delayed until July 9th. What will that look like? And how will we see it? Well, we'll break that all down. Plus, Disney's new slate of when their films are going to be released and how they're going to be released was announced. And I saw this morning really interesting piece on how Ellen DeGeneres, the Ellen Show, has lost 1 million viewers since the toxic work accusations. It's really interesting to see how that happened and how it really wasn't spoken about until recently. Not the work toxic work accusations, but the loss in viewers and how that affected her. And I really want to break that down as well. How many times since we started the show two minutes and 40 seconds ago have I said the word really? 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 Oh, really? Really? As always, streamlabscom slash Super chat in as well. I would love to hear from you guys. Questions, comments, concerns, anything that you have about the topics that we're talking about today or your own life or something completely unrelated that didn't come across my desk that you're like, oh, I really want to see what's happening there. So again, I know that we are live at this earlier time, a little bit earlier. I hope this works for some of you guys because it works for me. <laughs> Is that the most selfish way I could have phrased that? Yes, absolutely. Let's get into the Streamlabs before we take before we talk. The word is talk about any of the other things that are going on. Well, you can take a talk and you can talk a take, but can you tick a talk if you are 30? Tick tock. Who knows? Like I said, it's the 23rd of March, which means that the first Streamlabs to come in today comes from our friend Weston Ira. What's up, Weston Ira? Thank you for being here. Weston says at six this morning. Yes, Weston. Thoughts on Ruby Rose being replaced by Chex Google, Wallace Day as Kate Kane. I think it's fine, but really the show deserves the soups and snoops slash Superman and Lois budget. So I only watched the first episode of Batwoman this season. So I don't have that much to say about what's going on in the show. I literally didn't know that Wallace Day was replacing Kate Kane until you type that right now. I guess that was announced yesterday. So that's how out of it I seem to be. They have a similar look. I don't know Wallace Day well, but they they do have a, a similar... A similar look, similar vibe. I think that's an interesting choice, especially with their hair pulled back. They both got those cheekbones, those angular faces. One is UK and one is, what is Ruby Rose? Ozzy? Is she UK also? So I guess my thoughts are, huh, that's interesting. Huh. All right, they're just going to pretend like Ruby Rose was not okay sure yeah no huh okay those are my thoughts don't wear them out marion mclean mcclellan sorry he says hey Rox, did you catch the supergirl trailer i didn't wow where have i been really i'm only keeping up right now with flash and i've only been keeping up with flash and superman so i gotta check out that supergirl trailer i will be watching supergirl i wish that i was caught up on Batwoman. Legends for life. She's Australian. Yeah, I interviewed her, Ruby Rose, and I can't even remember, but I think I think she was Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Thank you for asking the question and for informing me that she had been replaced. Glenn Caesar in the Stream Labs with that massive support. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn. Then Glenn. Continuing to say it. Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankison, Jonathan Mackney. Rest of the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. All three of them for killing Brianna Taylor. Justice for all the people who've lost their lives due to excessive force say their names hello and good afternoon roxy and all your nicknames thanks again for hanging out with us today or on SEN live you were so uh, you were awesome thank you much love to you grammy and Papo, peace bunnies hugs and good stuff to you and yours thanks rj for being cool and open-minded you're welcome glenn i appreciate you morse code z in the streamlabs dreamlabs.com roxy stryer says just offering a bit of support and wishing you and the Grands the best. Now off to work. Morse code. Go make us proud at work. I know that you will. Thank you for being here and thank you for the support. Much, much love to you. Uh, Rob Fishbeck in the streamlabscom slash Roxy Strider says, we had so many terrible mass shootings in the few years leading up to the pandemic. Then nothing quite like all this in the last year with quarantine. Now that we're getting out of this and it's starting all over again, very concerned. Your thoughts. I don't look at anything as starting all over again. So we're talking about what's been going on recently and last night in Colorado. I don't think anything's starting all over again. I think that yes, we were in a pandemic. So people were not in public places in the same way. So there weren't mass shootings in the same way, but, there was still extreme violence going on and excessive force. And we saw this year what was happening with the police and our black brothers and sisters. And so I don't sit here and think like, "For we had a year off of, of violence and of, of shootings because we really didn't. That being said, it's disturbing and distressing, of course, as it was before this, I was with my friend Sarah last night, who I got the person who I got vaccinated with, and she was staying over last night because she had work this morning, whatever, long story. But she was here last night and we were sitting talking, and she said, If we filled up this room with 10 of our friends, as, as we opened our phones and saw what was going on in Colorado, she said, I don't want to live in a world where everybody I know knows somebody who has died in a shooting and we're getting to that point where if we had 10 people in this room at least one of them would know somebody who had died in one of these shootings and I agree with her and that's a a sad scary place to be I believe in a couple of things number one that most challenging and most effective way to fight hate is with love. And that is so hard to muster in those moments, but it really is to put as much love in the world as you can is something we can all do. But unfortunately that's not enough. You can't just love and hope that the hate goes away. Education is vital. And really, and, I, and I'm not blaming anybody here, so please don't take this about the Colorado shooter, shooter because I don't know what happened in this person's situation, but oh, I'm definitely blaming the shooter. Don't get me wrong, I'm not fucking not blaming the shooter, but that's not what I was, what I'm saying is I'm not blaming the people I'm about to mention, but it's about parenting. A lot of this is about fucking parenting and raising kids and how we raise our children So that's education, but it starts at home. And parents need to, when people decide to become parents, they need to know what responsibility they're really fucking taking on. And a lot of these shooters we find out about these horrible upbringings and being incredibly abusive and combative, uh, having abusive childhoods. And that does not give anybody the right to shoot up a nail salon, a school, a church, a temple, a bar, a concert. It doesn't give anybody the right to shoot up anything. And I'm not making excuses for anybody because no matter what your childhood is, you have a fucking choice, no matter what it is. But, or period, and a lot of life is about parenting. Stephen Somers, you just said that, and I agree. We need to make sure that we're raising our kids okay. Because I think that, yes, we can fight hate with love, but we also we have to have a stronger education system and more access for more people and parenting. And Evan Hooker, as you're mentioning in here, of course, this as well. More gun control too. The U.S. is far and away the, the worst country when it comes to mass shootings. You know, you look at what Australia has done. And you see that they have, when they had a, a mass shooting, it was like, okay, so we're not going to do this again. So we're changing our gun laws because we're not fucking doing this again. And the U.S., there's already so many guns out there that we can't, keep, that won't. The guns are not going to be eliminated, but they can be slowed down and you can't stop just because gun control doesn't stop the problem doesn't mean it can't slow it down. And at this point, we just need to do everything we can to slow it down. we got to hit this from all angles. It's got to be hit from an educational point of view, a parental point of view, a law standpoint and gun control standpoint, a security point of view. All of we have to do everything we can and that is a really, really scary. It's a scary world we're living in. When when you leave your house, you don't know if you're going to come back. That's the case always. You never know. But it's a very scary world. And I understand why people are so anxiety ridden with all of this. It's so hard. I was talking to my cousin yesterday. And she's Asian. And she's my first cousin. And she is the only Asian member of our family. And she's a kid, not, I guess, not technically a kid. She's a, a teen, a, uh, I think 18 or 19. And I was talking to her yesterday and just saying to her, you know, I'm here. If you need an ally, a friend, I'm here. She said, I'm really afraid. I'm really afraid to leave the house. And I'm afraid that I'm just gonna show up and just for looking like how I look that I'm gonna get killed or something's gonna happen. And that's horrifyingly disgusting that all of us have to be afraid, but especially some of us have to be more afraid because of how we were born. So awful, awful. When the shooting was announced last night and the names were not released, that was really scary as well for anybody who knew any knows anybody in Boulder, which I do. You start texting people and you're concerned and, and you don't know, and it could be your loved ones. And I want everybody to hold on to that feeling that it could be your loved ones. Because until things happen to us, we don't take action. But it's in those moments where you hear, you know, when I was I was at Coachella in 20 in, what was that, 2011? Um, I'll know very easily because it was the year of, in 2013, sorry, in 2000, I was there in 2011 also, but in 2013 I was at Coachella, and I received a text message that let me know about the Boston bombings. And... I live on the marathon route. We went, every person I know goes to the marathon every year. I knew that my dad, my sister, my brother, my grandma were all there. I knew that every friend that I had ever had was there. I knew every person was at the marathon and usually goes to that later marker because you want to see them finish. And we live so close. We live so close to the marathon. I mean, I, I, it was my backyard. And you get the text message that there's been a bombing and that people are injured and dead and that and there sounds like there's been a second bomb and you they don't know what's going on. And I'm at a a fucking um I, I was coming back from a fucking four-day festival, three-day festival where I had been on all of the things and was just so out of it. And you kick back into it really quick and you think, is it is it my sister? Is it my brother? Is it my dad? Is it my best friend? Is it my neighbor? Is it, who is it? Who is it? And that's the feeling that I will always remember when it wasn't any of them, but it could have been. And for any of us, that's the case for any single one of us. And if we remember that, then I think we fight a little harder because I know that I certainly did not raise as much money for cancer prior to my mom dying. And then after she died from cancer, you realize, Holy shit, this is a problem. This is a problem that cancer is killing people that brain cancer is killing people. But until it happens to you, until it's your backyard, you don't have that realization. A lot of times that's human nature. So that feeling you get when you see what's happening in the news and that those first few text messages that you send to people when it's your backyard, that's the feeling that that's the kind of fear that we all need to have when we fight this fight. So it's, it's disturbing and it's upsetting. And as much as this has been the year of not, not supporting the police because for very good reason and asking to defund and reform the police and all of that, when you see last night, the only name that was released was the police officer, the first person on the scene who was there trying to do their job. That's a human fucking being. And that's a human fucking being who took an oath to protect people and tried and and lost their life because of it. So to all 10 of the victims that were shot and killed, including the police officer, we owe it to them and we owe it to that feeling inside of us when something's happening in our backyard to fight like every time it's our backyard. It was really horrible watching that last night, and the realization that we are we are kind of back. They the people ranged in age from twenty to sixty five, um, and the the suspect was charged with ten counts of first degree murder. They don't know what the motive is yet. I I think it's probably hard to believe. Well, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Just horrible, fucking horrible. 20 year old Denny Strong, Naveen Stanisic, 23, Ricky Olds, 25, Trelona Bart Kowiak, 49, Terry Liker, 51, Officer Eric Talley, 51. Suzanne Fountain, 59. Kevin Mahoney, 61. Lynn Murray, 62. And Jody Waters, 65. And those are the names. Really horrible. And the the shooter was 21 years old. 21 years old. Horrible. So that. Um, I know that that's not, the, that's not the upbeat mood we wanted for the show, but we definitely wanted, I definitely wanted to talk about that today. R. Lee says, it's difficult. The US is an open society, the right to bear arms built into our constitution. Hard to predict someone's mental state, often not saying something can't be done, but it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy either. I'm just saying that we can't stay the same. It will get worse it will not get better if we do not change. That is what people have proven. If it does not change, it will get worse. That is a fact. And so only the people who are okay with it getting worse are okay with the laws and everything else staying the same. Because that's what that's saying. If you say it's okay that everything stays the same, then you're saying it's okay that more people are dying and that it gets worse. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying, I I know it's not easy, but those are the options. Those are the options. So, all right, let's go back into the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Thank you guys for being in here with me, for supporting me, for talking through the hard things with me. I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. Glenn Caesar in the Streamlabs says, Good thoughts and good vibes to you, Chunk, and garnering all of your much-deserved success. Good luck with all the hosting, filming, auditions, and booking other projects coming up. What's for you is yours. You're earning it because you're fire. Please remember, you're kind, you're smart, you're unique, and being so unselfishly loving and supportive of others, including strangers on the internet or not, makes you worthy. As such, your story is important and deserves to be seen and heard. You are appreciated, and thank you for always being here. For us, RJ, congrats on good thoughts. Good vibes and all that's in the works to soon unfold for you in 2021 and beyond. Fuck yeah to the new era. Rocks are the best, Rocks are number one. Yeah, yeah, happy Rocks these days. Keep crushing it. Positive thoughts to you, RJ, and all rock stars and world friends who show up and give their support whenever and however they can. Don't forget when it gets tough, even if you're by yourself, you're not alone. Everyone who's battling, keep on fighting. You're a winner. Once again, let's fucking go. Smets and everyone fighting for today, tomorrow, and more. Smash cancer, be most excellent. RJ and Rockstars, Show up for people who need it. That makes you cool, humane, and worthy. Cheers to Fuck Yeah News in 2021 and beyond for you. Thank you so much, Glenn, for all of those words always. You are more appreciated than ever, every day. I appreciate you more and more. Track stars in Streamlabs, Streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, Hi, Roxy. This day last year at Live the Roxy was an episode with Riley. Just love that we get a reference of your show a year ago since you went one year every day. Love that episode, hashtag stop Asian hate, hashtag say her name, hashtag free Britney, hashtag remember the victims. Wow, I can't agree with those hashtags anymore. Track stars, thank you for those hashtags. And yeah, wow, Riley, a year ago. That's how long it's been since you've been on the show. That's crazy. Although he was on World Girls this week, so for the marathon. Eric Wilson with that huge fucking support in here. Eric, thank you so much very helpful. Every dollar right now is going straight to my taxes as I had a heart attack yesterday. So thank you. Thank you. Eric says, Hi, Roxy. I hope all is well in your world. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, All is not well in the world. So it can't be all is well, but some things are well and I'm very grateful for those things. So that is the truth of the current situation. All right. I do have to leave the show early today, so I want to make sure we get to all these different things we want to talk about. Like I said, roller coaster of a show, especially on days like this, but we're never going to be the show because I'm I'm the boss of the show unless I'm bought or on a different network. I get to choose what we talk about here, and I'm just never going to be the show when there is crazy entertainment news and stuff going on in the world that I just talk about the entertainment news. It's just not... It's not my show. It's, that's, not, that's not what I was put on this planet to do. So, thank you guys for roller coastering with me. It means the highs, the lows, and everywhere in between. And speaking of which, let's talk about a low for somebody else. But an interesting moment for, for producers and for society. Ellen DeGeneres. We all remember we talked about it on the show a lot. Ellen DeGeneres took a hiatus from her show when she the accusations that it was a toxic work environment were so extreme from her employees and past employees that everything blew up for the Ellen Show. This was a show that was about gifting and love and brightness and dancing and all those things. And then there was countless accounts that this was a horrible work environment and something that Hollywood had been talking about for years behind closed doors was opened up to the public that Ellen DeGeneres was either complicit with this toxicity or the head of the snake of the toxicity. And although she stated that she was unaware of some of the situations, it seemed very clear to the public that Ellen DeGeneres was a big part of the problem. This was a strange, strange moment for the world because she didn't do, her show came back. We didn't know if it was going to come back or not. But she didn't do, she didn't do, just so you know that was my slipper on the chair. Slipper on the chair. Uh, She didn't do something like a Harvey Weinstein. She didn't do something like a Kevin Spacey. She didn't do something like, Um, and then on a different level, a Louis CK, you know, this wasn't in that situation. And I think society just was not sure what to do with this one. So the Ellen show came back, it came back and there were some changes made and they came back and we thought that this was going to be, I think that the studio thought that this was going to be untouchable and that the show was going to be the same that it had been. And uh, they were wrong, they were wrong. The New York Times put this article out today or this series of tweets out today. The loss of more than 1 million viewers since September translates to a 43% decline for the Ellen DeGeneres show representing a steeper drop than any of its competitors. This is also during a year of pandemic where everybody is home, but people don't have their regular TV viewing. So numbers are strange right now, but 1 million viewers having been lost. So to put this in perspective, Dr. Phil gets 3.1 million viewers. Live with Kelly and Ryan gets 2.7 million viewers. The Ellen DeGeneres Show is now at 1.5 million viewers. So 1.5 million viewers is a big drop off. Maury Povich gets 1.4 million viewers. So the Maury show gets almost as many viewers as the Ellen show now. Kelly Clarkson gets 1.3 million viewers and Rachel Ray with 1.2 million viewers. That is a a huge, huge drop. This next tweet says Ellen DeGeneres has faced a steep ratings decline, losing more than a million viewers in September after reports of toxic workplace at her show It is a startling setback for the one time date for the one of day for one of daytime television's most successful franchises. Absolutely to that. I think a lot of people saw these numbers and were shocked. So I wanted to get your opinion on this because I, I was curious if this was gonna be the case. I think we were all curious if this was gonna be the case. When Ellen DeGeneres was Ellen DeGeneres, everybody that watched her thought she had this huge heart and was this amazing person. And I don't know her personally, so I can't speak on that. But when they heard about this, it seems like there was a direct correlation between people who heard this story, heard the stories, and didn't wanna watch her anymore. Society didn't want to watch her anymore. Still 1.4 million people do, but a million, so that's almost half of the people did not. What do you guys make of this? Are you surprised how many people cared what the work environment was like? Are you surprised how many people cared what Ellen DeGeneres was actually like? Do you think that this will grow back? Do you think she should have taken more time off? Do you think that it, this has more to do with pandemic? Although it's way steeper than all of her other competitors, so that seemed incredibly unlikely. What is it that you guys think? Streamloves.com slash Roxy Stryer and right here in the super chat as well. I wanna hear from you. Why do you think this is happening and how do you feel about the fact that it is happening? A million viewer drop off. Really, truly a wild, wild number. Nick Clark says, we live in a society. Great response to that. Very, very true. Jeremy Miller with the comment that I feel in my soul. I, do you actually enjoy Drew Barrymore's show the when I've watched it? I'm obsessed with Drew Barrymore's show. Oh, I'm obsessed with her in general. So yes, yes to that. And she seemingly is not problematic. So that's nice and treats people kindly, which is also nice. Cinema Garilla says, I saw and heard things about her inside Warner Brothers itself. She's a friend of the, of Bush too. fake vegan, has profited of children of color and their talents just hypocritical as fuck. There's a lot of accounts of things like that, whether that's how we feel or not, but clearly the viewers have spoken. And what will that mean for the Ellen DeGeneres show moving forward? I'm not sure. Jake out in the Streamlabs just says, I hope Grammy feels better after a hair appointment. Thanks, Jake. Adrian Bailey in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, hi, Roxy. How are you doing today? You look beautiful today. I respect you a lot and what you've done for this community. You are a beautiful young woman with the world at your feet. Keep up the hard work. I will be watching you forever. Thank you. Love you. Thanks. That is so sweet, Adrian. Really appreciate those kind words. Um, hopefully, I'm around forever to watch. Wouldn't that be nice, guys? I'm telling you, it is my my slipper is on the chair. Can you hear? It's my slipper. It's just my slipper over and over again. I know it would be nice if it was a fart. I would tell you guys, but it's just my slipper. Jeff Aaron says when I see uh, when I was a union president, it was easier to represent an employee who was subject to direct actions than a toxic work environment. Something a lot of people relate to in some way. So I'm not too surprised. That is interesting. I think a lot of people do work in a toxic work environment where they can relate to some microaggressions and to some being yelled at and screamed at or having shoes thrown at them or whatever the fuck it is that these toxic work environments do not being able to look people in the eyes or whatever all these crazy psycho things are that happen. A lot of people can relate to that and they don't want to watch that when they're living through that. I think this is a very solid point. Spidey Sensei says, Ellen deserves this for all the years of being, like years of offbeat dancing she subjected us to watch. I don't think that's the problem. I don't think that's the problem. I think that that's funny as shit, though. Bruce says, I can't hear anything. Why, Bruce? What's happening? What's happening, Bruce? What's happening, What's up? What's happening? I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Yeah. All right. Well, let me know what you guys are thinking. Again, streamloves.com slash Roxy Stryer right here in the super chat. As we move on, because we do need to get out of here soon, but not without talking about the main topic of the show today. I wanted to get to this because right before the show, this was announced. So get in your comments, your questions, your thoughts on this. Oh, Bruce says I can't hear anything with the chair thing. Oh. It's just my... The slipper keeps rubbing against the rubber. It's irrelevant. Whatever. Whatever. Black Widow. Black Widow has officially been delayed till July 9th. And now will be released on streaming with a $30 charge. And in theaters. Thoughts. It's kind of a big ballsy move. This was supposed to be now in May. Now it's moving again to July and it's taking uh, the July spot of Shang-Chi, which is moving to September. There's a lot of other moves that are going down, and we can talk about all of that in a minute. But in terms of Black Widow, do you think by July you'll be willing to go to theaters? Do you think that it's good that they're gonna have Premier Plus? I mean Disney Plus with a premiere access? Do you think that that price point is fair and good? Are you surprised that they're hitting that price? Considering what happened with Mulan, do you think that this movie is just much better with that price? How are you feeling about all of that? July 9th. The one thing I feel pretty safe about is that, the, or pretty safe saying, is that this movie's coming out July 9th. Now I finally believe that this movie is actually coming out July 9th. Because the fact that it's going to be in theaters and on Disney Plus with Premiere Access means that it really probably is coming out. I don't think this is going to get pushed again. I think this was pushed for the last time. And I think come July 9th, if you are ready to see it in theaters, you can go to theaters. Otherwise, you'll be watching this at home. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, again, now is moving to September in theaters. So theaters in September. And that's what we're seeing there. And that is September 3rd. September 3rd is when that is. So... I'm ridiculously excited for that as well. Very, very excited for that. Let me know your thoughts. I think somebody told me that it was $30. Although now I'm looking at this Marvel article, I don't see that it's $30. It just says with a premium payment. So you guys can tell me if I'm wrong about that or what. Cruella was also, uh, Cruella was also in theaters in Disney Plus and and shifted. Dates, Pixar's Luca will now debut exclusively on Disney Plus and seven other films. So, Grill and Black Little will be released in cinemas and on Disney Plus with premiere access, and its Pixar film Luca will go just straight to Disney Plus. This is coming from Kareem Daniel, who's the chairman of Disney's media and and entertainment distribution. He says, today's announcement reflects our focus on providing consumer choice and serving the evolving preferences of audience by leveraging a flexible distribution strategy in a dynamic marketplace that is beginning to recover from the global pandemic. We will continue to employ the best options to deliver the Walt Disney Company's unparalleled storytelling to fans, families around the world. In shifting its release strategy, Cruella will debut as planned on May 28th, but in on Disney Plus. But Black Widow, which was going to be May 7th, going to July 9th. Oh, both titles are $30 rental fee. Yeah, $30 rental fee for both titles. So wild. Luca was initially slated for theatrical release, is just Disney Plus now. Free Guy moved to August 13th, 2021. Shang-Chi to September 3rd. Kingsman moved to December 22nd, 2021. Deep Water was pushed to the next year, January 14th, 2022, and Death on the Nile is now set for February 11th, 2022. So those are all the moves taken place. I think they've got to do what they've got to do to keep their dates but shift around how they're showing us these things and get their movies seen because especially with when it comes to Black Widow and when it comes to Shang-Chi and a lot of their movies, all their movies are contingent on these movies. So they've got to get out. They've got to get out they've got to move forward. So I'm not surprised by that. I like when things are released on Disney plus that $30 fee is expensive. I'm very lucky that often I get screeners to things because if I didn't, I would be even more broke as a joke because I will say that for both Cruella and for Black Widow, I would pay $30 for both of those. That being said, I hope I would invite over a friend who would at least split it with me because it's that's hefty. It's a hefty. That's a hefty bill. It's a hefty bill. Expensively. It's rather expensive. Wish that that price was 20. 30 feels like a lot, but they got to try to make some of their money back. And I don't know that there are people who would pay for it for 25 that wouldn't pay for it for 30. Leonard Kim in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, hey, Dimple Tits, Roxy. Well wishes to you and Grammy as she gets her hair done. Your support is much appreciated and fully reciprocated as we're all allies here. The hair looks gorgeous. Thank you, Leonard Kim. Really appreciate and love you. You're awesome. Uh, also going on in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, Big Mosa Bra says, I'm all for it. I just want to see this movie, the movie at this point. I think they are just trying to maximize their profits by having it in theaters and on Premier Access. Yeah, but that's what they've got to do, right? they got to try to make some money off of this thing that's probably been a, a hole for them for a long time now. Probably. Going back to the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy and get them in now because we are getting out of here in a couple minutes. Leonard Kim says, I wasn't willing to pay the Premiere Access fee for Raya, The Last Dragon, I do still badly want to watch Raya though. And Mulan loved it, but I am willing to pay for Black Widow. I feel fairly confident. This is the final date shift for Black Widow. Me too. Me too. And that makes sense, especially for uh, being in your age group, Leonard Kim, that you wouldn't pay that for Raya, but you would pay that for Black Widow. I think that that's what they're banking on. I think that that's what they're, yeah, that's what they're hoping for. All right, we are going to get out of here. Thank you to all of you guys who joined live during this show. I appreciate you. Please don't forget to thumbs up this video. Leave a comment after the fact. It really helps. Apple Podcast, write a review. We haven't gotten a review in a minute. If you're watching this after the fact, feel free to streamlabs in streamlabs.comslash Roxy and I'll read it on the next episode of Live with Roxy, which is going to be tomorrow, I think back at our regular 1 p.m. time. Adrian Bailey in the Streamlabs, speaking of Streamlabs says roxy streamlabs.com. Hey, again, I forgot to mention Doreena and Steph. LOL, they're awesome women also. I'm waiting for no time to die to come out finally. I'm a Bond fan, just like Mikey Christmas. LOL, I can't spell his surname. Sorry, Mike. Is he, oh, Kalinowski. <laughs> Lo- LOL, much love, dimple tits. Thanks, Adrian. Kalinowski. It's just Cal, C-A- I mean K-A-L, wow. Look at what, how I just started. K-A-L Cal Ow O W Ski S K I Kalinowski. I'm not good at spelling either though. I'm just not good. I'm not the great at the spelling. I'm just not the great at it. Alright. Kalinowski. I remember that. I remember that. Yep. And thanks to everybody who's sending bunnies. You guys always make me feel better. I woke up having kind of a weird moment. Just when you, I woke up, I was thinking about my mom a lot this morning and just really fucking missing her for those of you guys who have experienced loss. You know that it comes in extreme waves and I just was hit with a strong missing my mom wave this morning. And then I had a day of work where I had to get up and I had to do SEN and I had to do this show and wanted to do those things, but had to also, and have to go take Grammy and, you know, we have to continue to live life and we can't let that, that loss level us. But I have, I had, and have a really heavy heart today, and I appreciate you guys being here for me during these times where I am alone. I know a lot of you guys are too, so thank you for the bunnies, thank you for the hearts, much love to you guys and uh, all the things. Put down the toilet seat and the lid. Make your beds. Brett, Miles, Jonathan, arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. All three of them for killing Brianna Taylor, not for the shots that missed. <sighs> uh don't turn with the holocaust check your internet blow on it all of that stuff and i will be back tomorrow live at the roxy